Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. I have a couple of quotes because they were fun. So the first one is, the reason some portraits don't look true to life is that some people make no effort to resemble their pictures. And that's by <laughs> Salvador Dali. So oh, really? <laughs> if you don't know who that is, just Google Salvador Dali and you'll know why that's pretty funny. And then your brand is the single most important investment you can make in your business. And that's by Steve Forbes. Mm, that's a good one. And then I found another one. So what the heck? This is quote day. It should be the aim of every photographer to make a single exposure that shows everything about the subject. I've been told that my portrait of Winston Churchill is an example of this. And that's by Joseph Karsh. And hmm. so I'm super excited about my guest today. And before I make the big announcement, I want to thank you, lovely listeners, for tuning in and supporting the podcast. Please share with your friends. And if you go to iTunes and do a rate and review, that makes it easier for more people to find it and is uh, a little bit of something you can do to just say, hey, I'm here, I'm listening. This is what I like. <laughs> and also be sure to log into Lucy Dumas Coaching because I have a seven tips for getting great clients. A little, um, what do you call it? Like a handout, but it's a PDF. And I have a little ebook called 10 Big Ideas for Marketing in the Real World, which is about getting away from our computers and getting out in the world, which we're going to be able to do more and more shortly. So, okay, my guest today is Tanya Goodall Smith. And she is the owner of Work Story Creative, which is a full service branding agency in Spokane. And she has a degree in visual arts communication from the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles, worked as a graphic designer and before starting her own agency in 2006. And she was frustrated with the lack of excellent photography when she was working with people on their businesses and branding and so decided to fill the gap by adding commercial photography to her business and now she helps experts have great personal brands that will attract high-end clients through authentic and beautiful brand storytelling did i get it get it right tanya that sounds good okay welcome <laughs> welcome welcome I am so happy to be here again. <laughs> yeah. So we had a great conversation maybe a year ago or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess this is a, we, we might cover some of the same things in a different way, but this would be part two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So can you give us, a, well, we have some background. So why don't we jump into the branding as a general, like, what the heck is it? And I know, or branding photography. Okay, sure. 
So. Yeah. So, well, I like to tell businesses your if your business was a person, your brand is what they're wearing and how they speak and um, how they show up in the world. So the photography piece is huge on that, right? Like if you are presenting visuals to tell people, you know, who this business is, photography can be a major part in that brand strategy. And I think small businesses especially don't know that or don't know how to go about it. Um, and so that's why I started my business. And I do a lot of educating around that with the businesses and just help them figure out what to put in their pictures, right? I love that quote you said about the Winston Churchill photo, um, because that's what I really aim for is everything in a picture I create for a business should be there for a purpose and a reason to tell the story. Um, and so you were either adding things that are telling that story or taking away any clutter that's not helping the story <laughs> because uh -huh. you can tell, you know, you can, you can tell the wrong story too in your photos, right? <laughs> if you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I have an example of that. a certain audience. Well, let's see, what would be a good example? Uh, I guess. Like a, so Tanya, what's a bad example? What's a good example so, of a bad example? Yeah, I guess a good example would be, you know, if you're marketing a really high-end medical spa or something, and in the photos, there's a lot of clutter, the decor isn't great, you know, your employees are wearing clothing that doesn't look high-end, that kind of thing, right? We're going to look at that photo and be like, well, this doesn't seem to portray the experience I'm wanting mm -hmm. to have when I go to this place. So, you know, we want to make sure we clean it up, you know, um, have your decor ready. You know, sometimes I'll meet with a business and they're like, well, we're not quite, quite ready for these photos. I've had a couple where they actually moved, like we met and I'm like, what do you want to portray in your brand? And they're like, wow, we aren't really presenting ourselves how we want to be known and so they actually moved to a new office and put up a sign and you know uh, got <laughs> uniforms for their people because they realized wow we're not really presenting ourselves in the way we want to be portrayed and so so, so yeah. how did you how do you I feel like we're jumping in in the middle um, sure <laughs> so maybe just define because there's there's the branding, like what's your logo? What's your colors? What are you communicating about who you are as a person in words? Um, and what we're talking about today is a business where you're photographing people mm -hmm. to use in a professional manners. Right. Can you talk more about that and yes, so what you do for people and what what you're because you're not doing $150 headshots right. right I do not even like that term as people who yeah. listen to the podcast might know right. I'm not shooting anybody's head <laughs> I mean headshots might be part of the photo shoot right right uh, like yesterday I did a law firm and we did do headshots because they need that on their website sure but we also brought in some models that were like fake clients and showed them you know meeting in their conference room they had this amazing conference room with this wonderful art uh and you know we wanted to show what's the experience like when you come into this law firm office and we wanted to show that they were approachable and not stuffy and a little bit different from what you might think is a law firm and so we just brainstormed some ideas on how we might show that and like one thing that came up was 
you know, I'm photographing the these lawyers and they're kind of like frowning <laughs> a little bit, you know, and I was like, yeah. smile a little. And they're like, well, we're talking about a serious subject. You know, nobody's smiling when they come in for their divorce or to sue someone, you know? And I was like, well, uh-huh. but we're communicating a brand here. I'm sure you smile at them when they come through the door, right? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're not smiling when you're talking about terms of their uh, settlement or whatever, but we want, we don't want people to look at your photo and think, wow, they're pretty angry and uh, not pleasant. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? so we're kind of selling you before people even call you. I right. guess that's the purpose. So that's how I'm creating for the businesses. And we go through a process of, you know, pre-planning. And I, I always say that pre-planning part is half the value of what I'm giving people because I am bringing my expertise of branding and marketing into that meeting. And a lot of times they don't know, right? Lawyers don't know what pictures they need on their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't even know they needed a new website <laughs> until they, you know, had a potential client say like, well, we didn't hire you because your website is really outdated and we didn't really feel like you were a good fit. And then they were like, well, maybe we should do something about that. Right. So that's why they hire an expert to come in. And I was actually working with a copywriter and a website designer. They're the ones who found me. And so kind of a team effort there. So we do the planning meeting. We come up with a shot list. Uh, we have to coordinate people's schedules. I found the models. So, you know, it's it's a lot more than just a photo shoot. And then we go in, do the shoot. And that usually involves you know, some lighting and um, some coordinating of lots of people or unless it's a personal brand, sometimes it's just one person. But, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, just standard editing and handing it off to them. Um, But I think understanding licensing and those kinds of terms are also something, you know, regular portrait photographers aren't sure about when they go in to do some branding. That's another Mm -hmm. part that's important to understand. So Yeah, that kind of explains my process in a nutshell, I guess. (laughs) Okay, I I still feel like I'm missing the big picture. That's the process. But what are you making for somebody? How are they using it? Oh, yes. What is what is the world of commercial branding photography beyond a headshot? Because for many people, that's, that's as far as their experience might be. So can you give us the bird's eye view first. Right. Yeah. So, well, there's storytelling images, right? So okay. beyond a headshot, um, we're showing either the behind the scenes or their process or sometimes uh, wanting to create like a vibe. Um, for example, I have a real estate brokerage that's really high end and they wanted to do some billboards and instead of just having those four faces on a billboard, like most real estate agents, yeah. <laughs> we kind of went for this, like we got this high-end home for the background inside and posed them kind of like the Kardashians, um, uh-huh. <laughs> like poster, you know? So uh-huh. that, like, but that single image, we were telling a story of, you know, we are helping you sell your high-end homes we're different than others. Uh, we also did it in black and white. So it's a little bit mm. different, a little more artistic. And um, also they kind of looked like a family, you know, so um, we wanted to instill all of those words and communicate those in the photos. So, okay. you know, our shot list might include, um, well, it all depends on the business, right? Each business right. is different. So that's why that planning part 
-hmm. is important. Um, I wish I could show people. <laughs> I think yeah. showing them, I know. Uh, you know, I have these kind of business cards that's like a little brochure. No, not a brochure, but just a port. It's a mini portfolio. And mm -hmm. it shows, them, you know, here's the library of images I'm providing you. I guess that's what we're providing, right? So it would be like stock photography, but custom created ah. just for them. So they can use it in their website, their, you know, billboards, ads, brochures, social media, they're marketing assets, really, not just, you know, nobody's really printing these and putting them on their wall. It's digital assets used for marketing and advertising and branding in general. So, so, so wherever someone <laughs> might use a photograph, it, it, like we have a high-end magazine called San Diego Magazine. Right. A really clever, creative title. <laughs> and, <laughs> we have the same, Spokane. So if I were deciding, hey, I'm going to look for some businesses, I might flip through and look for ones that don't have good branding images, some right. advertisements, but mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, about the ones, let's say someone pays for a full page or a spread. So they might have images that you've created for them if you were here mm -hmm. uh, that would communicate. So you're not just, it sounds like you're not doing only the people themselves, but that you're creating um, commercial advertising images that mm -hmm. communicate their business. Am I getting right. that right? Yeah. So, so sometimes it might, you know, include the outside of the building and then the lobby, maybe someone's sitting at the reception desk, you know, so it's kind of um, anything they would need to, to, yeah, to advertise their business or communicate what the experience is like. Right. So yeah. your business is titled work story. So I think ba basically what you're saying is you tell the story of their business or their work. Yeah. 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 That's a really great title. <laughs> <You know. laughs> As opposed to they might, somebody might want to be doing an ad and they might want to be invoking a feeling like a flower or the beach or something you're specifically telling the story of their business. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could get a picture of a flower or the beach on a stock site. Right. Right. Uh, but I think there, there's a place for stock photography, right? Sure. But if it needs to include the face of the people in your business. You have to get that custom made. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, and I'm guessing people that do a lot of social media, they mm -hmm. would, uh, really benefit having a brand photographer yes uh, create images like one of my friends who um she's early on uh stacy i'm forgetting her new last name uh, but i think she was episode like three or something and she was a senior portrait photographer in a very successful studio and then discovered the joy of photographing entrepreneurs mm -hmm. for them to sell themselves. And it opened my eyes up to the potential of mm -hmm. not only something, as I said, beyond the headshot, but a, a really great potential niche that can be super profitable and really fun. And right. she kind of, some of the first things she did kind of looked like senior portraits when you're at their best mm -hmm. where you're offering a lot of variety 
and she her shot list uh you know so it might be an author or a speaker or uh you know somebody uh that where they've got that particular you know it's them yeah the personal brand and that she would have them do some things in case they write a book in case mm -hmm. they give a speech uh what they're doing for LinkedIn, what they would do for some advertisements. So she defined like five or six things that everybody needs mm, and yeah. then created packages. Um, and then what I'm hearing from you is, and then there's much more, especially if it's a business where then you can create those images that are storytelling about what the business does, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I work with personal brands too. They're actually some of sure. my favorites because um, we usually do more. Um, and in my planning process for that, I'll ask them, you know, what kind of themes do you typically talk about over and over on your blog and your social media? And so then we'll illustrate some of those. And usually for those packages, they get a lot of images if it's for social media instead uh -huh. of you know, the website package where they need like 10 to 15 photos. Right. So yeah, I have several clients where they're just blown away by how many photos they get and then they can use them all mm -hmm. here, all year long in their social media. But yeah, we'll do fun things like, you know, if they talk about money, we'll hold up a hundred dollar bill with their face in the background, you know, or if they've been published in a lot of magazines, we're going to show those, um, you know, a lot of those props that kind of tell what they do right. and illustrate anything they are going to be writing about or talking about. Um, and we do kind of look into the future about, you know, about that. So they're yeah. really valuable for a long time. Yeah. You probably give them ideas. They never. Yes. Yeah. One of, one of my mentors, um, her name is Gina Gabellini and she talked about, uh, that when she worked with a photographer, she has 50 images mm -hmm. of her and she's, she's very uh, expressive and fun. And so of course I've noticed in, in everything that's come my way, emails, her Facebook posts, if she's running a new program, whatever, there's a different version of her being expressive or pointing to something mm -hmm. it, that you might want to read. And I, I just had never even thought about the potential of that and how fun that probably was for the photographer. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, I know this is like probably not a simple answer, but how do you price? Like, how does it, I, I'm stuttering because with portrait photography and I want to talk a little about, um, the pivoting from weddings to branding conversation that you mentioned as an idea for us to talk about that initially like I know how to price it's almost for speculation mm -hmm. with portraits and weddings where there's a certain amount paid and then I know for my sales skills and the seeds I've planted that they're going to order much more later Mm -hmm. commercial work is very different. So yes. how does a person like think about pricing and what, what are the potentials? Yeah. So I've actually tried several different pricing models. Like when I first started out on this, I had a lot of education around portraiture and weddings. 
And then I had to do all this research on into commercial photography. And there's different ways, right? You could price it where you have a creative fee and then sell each image. Or what I do now is I just pre-sell a package. So, and they pay me in advance. Like I'm paid before, either before, well, usually half before we do the shoot and half before I deliver the photos. Okay. But some people just pay me all, all of it up front because they don't want to deal with making two payments. Right. Um, so, but sometimes I will do the other way. Like I had a, a shoot for my national brand earlier this year. And I knew that was a lot more valuable than my local dentist, you know? Right. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I priced that more like a traditional commercial shoot. I charge them for the, my time on the day and then per image price. So initially they bought three photos kind of up front there. Well, they told me they wanted about 10 to 11. So we had a certain shot list and they bought three right away. They needed further ad campaign. And then they came back two times more and bought more. So uh, yeah, so I knew just going in, like the price I charged for the day, I was happy with that price. You know, if they only paid me for that, I would be happy with it. But then I made a lot more because they bought per image in mm. that case. And they mm. wanted a, um, a full usage. Like they, they wanted a full buyout, I guess is what I'm saying, which I typically don't do for the smaller businesses. I just give them a royalty-free license, uh -huh. uh, which, you know, a lot of commercial photographers will say I'm leaving money on the table, but with small businesses, you know, they just want to get their photos and I, I don't want to have to charge them every year to renew the license, you know, right. um, more of a, yeah, but I can still use them in my portfolio mm -hmm. uh, and all of that kind of stuff. So okay. there's definitely different ways you could charge. And I've kind of tried a lot of different things and that's what feels good to me. And I've been able to sell easily to the small businesses, but I think knowing the traditional commercial model is important because you never know who's going to come and want to hire you. you know? Right. Right. So. And I am willing to bet that when in a situation like that, if we're priced, not like we're a professional, mm -hmm. they may doubt that we can do yeah. the job. Like if right. I was like, yes, it's, I don't know, $3,000 and you're going to get a hundred images and they might think, um, or even 5,000 that mm -hmm. if it's approached in a way that doesn't feel like you've done your research and you know, what is mm -hmm. kind of the industry standard at that level, it right. could actually hurt the chance of getting the booking. Do you think I, yeah. does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, especially for those national brands. Like I was approached by an ad agency. It wasn't the end client and I'm sure they have you know, they get bids for photography all the time. So they're going to know, you know, if I was only charging a couple hundred dollars, they'd be like, well, she's probably not going to do the job. Well. Right. Right. Uh, more of the small businesses, a lot of them have never hired a photographer before. So if you're right. telling them all about this licensing and all, you know, they're just going to be confused. So I like to just do a flat rate for them, tell them exactly what they're getting. And that's a lot easier for them to understand. Right. And one of the few commercial jobs I ever did, um, it was for when, um, is it neoprene? They were early on making um, like knee braces and elbow oh, yeah. 
braces and things. And it was just a small company. And I wasn't clear that I expected them to pay for the images and they expected to get the negatives. And, you know, it, it was messy and it taught me some things. So, yeah. Yeah. You want to have really clear parameters in your license agreement and make sure you understand it in advance. So do commercial businesses sometimes like if they wanted raw, would you deliver raw? What's the, what's the real I've never heard anyone ask for those. Ah. I guess maybe an ad agency would, and I would just really clarify, like, do you have someone on your staff that knows how to handle those? You know, and sometimes if the smaller business, if they would ask for raw, they might just be saying, we want all the proofs, you know, like the JPEGs, but I've, yeah, I've never really had anyone. Or they, or I'm thinking they, you know, somebody in the know, would maybe not necessarily want you to do any creative editing. Um, right, if they had a certain style. Because if it, once it's a JPEG, uh, it's harder to, I don't know, tone it or I'd rather turn a black and white, you know, I'd rather start mm-hmm. with a raw before I turn right. it black and white. Or uh, what I've suggested to people is that they create a TIFF so you can you can do some editing, but you're not throwing away as much information as you do in a JPEG, at least right. believe yeah. that that Yeah, is. for the most part, my clients just want a finished photo that they can use. Um, and sometimes we will talk about the editing style, like that one client that they're like, all our photos are in black and white. I'm like, okay, that's what I'll give to you. Okay. Uh, but if you go to my website, there's a pretty clear style of what I do. Like, you know, it's classic, modern editing it's not you know any like instagram filtery style (laughs) right right but if someone asked for that you know i know how to do that Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i can tailor the look to your brand i guess so right and i just was remembering do you know who joyce tennyson is no i don't think so oh well you gotta look her up she is an amazing fine art photographer she started as an art photographer and then became a commercial photographer mm-hmm. and she has a certain definite style and I think at the time it was when uh, she was doing things kind of light and filtered and gauzy and dreamy and it was so different than what other people were buying for and using in advertisements so she would be hired because she had a certain what now we'd call editing style but I think some of it she did in the capture because back with film days you couldn't do what we can do now Mm -hmm. and um, so I'm thinking that there are people who maybe can create a really recognizable um, style of work right that would draw people and in that case I would never deliver you know if I'm trying to keep a certain my own brand of branding Mm -hmm, (laughs) sure that like I don't think she'd she'd uh I don't know if she'd give them what they asked for or not but yeah anyway just thinking out loud yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so you mentioned something we could talk about is 
pivoting from weddings to branding and mm-hmm. why? Is that something you did or something you've, you help people with? So, and- I mean, in the beginning of my photography journey, I kind of tried everything, uh, you know, family pictures, babies, which I did not like at all. Um, and I did, I shot second shooter for weddings for one whole summer. Uh-huh. And then I did a couple on my own and it just didn't work for my lifestyle. I have three kids and my husband works on the weekend. Uh, it was really hard to juggle that, you know, being gone for 12 hours on a Saturday and having to find a babysitter and make sure they show up, you know? So mm-hmm. That just didn't work for me. And my background is in working with businesses. So I decided I really wanted to just do that. And so that's what I do. I, I um, refer all the other stuff out to people in my area that specialize in weddings or, you know, boudoir. I don't do that or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so how are they different? I mean, I know it's different clients, but. Right. Yeah. Well, just that, you know element of making sure we're creating images for advertising. Uh, And then like, as far as the lifestyle goes, I only work Monday through Friday, nine to five, you know, we Mm -hmm. typically don't do shoots outside of that time period, unless it's absolutely necessary. Someone can only do a Saturday or something. Um, But, you know, sometimes I'll have people hire me after they hired a portrait or wedding photographer and they just couldn't use the images in their marketing they you know maybe they were pretty but they just weren't appropriate and i think that comes down to that planning and knowing what works in design and marketing so that's one way that it's different and takes a little bit of training if you don't have that Mm -hmm. background right but i think wedding photographers actually make really good branding photographers because you're used to shooting in all kinds of lighting situations you're used to creating all different kinds of photos of details and portraits and groups, you know? So you have a lot of skills to bring to the branding photographer genre um, with just a little bit of tweaks to the business model, right? And to um, what your eye is looking for. You're not necessarily capturing memories, you're more planning, like what are we going to create here from scratch? Right, and storytelling. Uh, You may have already said that, but. Yeah. And somebody said a wedding photographer to be um, a good one. We need to be a fashion photographer, an architectural photographer, candid right. photographer, portrait photographer, event photographer, uh, commercial photographer, because, you know, photographing the cake and the flowers and the those kind right. of things, um, as well as all of the other stuff that goes along with the people management, that it's great training for all of that. Yes. And so I think that's why it translates really well. So I actually teach a course on how to be a branding photographer. And most everyone who has signed up for that is either transitioning out of weddings or wants to just add on to their offerings, Uh or they came from an advertising and graphic design background and kind of a similar thing as me. They want to be able to provide the photography as well. So I think wedding photographers actually make really good branding photographers. If you're used to like only shooting in a studio where you have lots of control of the lighting and, you know, it's, it can be a more, a more difficult transition Mm -hmm. into going on location for all of your shoots. So I, um, early in my career before I knew, you know, 
what I was ultimately going to do, I got a job doing um, an annual report for a bank. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I got that. And <laughs> um, I actually did really good things for them. I had, mm -hmm. I had just my Minolta XG7 and probably just like, I don't know if I even had a Zoom. And we took pictures of like the architects leaning over uh, some plans and and people that rented backhoes out in their fields, you know, in their um, right where they park wherever you park a backhoe. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty fun to go to these businesses with the you know representative from the bank and get mm -hmm. to meet these people that had small businesses. I could see how that would be fun. Yeah, that's my favorite part is meeting the people and getting to know their different industries because most of my clients are all from different industries. I don't necessarily cater to one, you know, type of business. Uh -huh. And so I get to learn, you know, especially in that planning part, I get to learn more about who they are and who their clients are and how, uh -huh. you know, how we could speak to them. And I just, yeah, I love that meeting the people part and I've met so many amazing people through this. Mm -hmm. I was thinking the other day, like being a photographer has opened up so many doors. Like I know people online from all over the world, uh, just meeting people all over and having these experiences. I've had experiences to travel and capture photos for programs, you know, in different countries. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for that opportunity as a photographer. Yeah, and what you learn, like, I did, um, I always forget about my early years. Uh, <laughs> I did a convention uh, where I did candids and the grip and grin, you know, mm -hmm. handshake with an award. And right. it was for uh, doctors to learn more about. So I guess radiologists where MRI machines had not come out yet. Oh, wow. And it was all about MRI. Mm -hmm. And so I sat in on some of those and, you know, you know, it was like Chinese. And so on a break, <laughs> somebody I was talking to a doctor, I said, what is an MRI? And so he explained, you know, right now we've got CAT scans. And so you get a one picture, but as a photographer, you can appreciate that we'll get thousands of pictures like slices, and then we're going to put mm -hmm. them all together so you can really see everything. And uh, because of a, a growth I had in my sinus, I've had probably at least a dozen MRIs uh, in the last decade. And mm -hmm. actually had one a couple of months ago. Um, and I always think, oh, I learned all about this 30 <laughs> plus years ago. And this machine has basically saved my life. Right. That's amazing. My doctors would not have been able to be as effective at removing this thing that wasn't cancer, but it, it wanted to kill me mm. <laughs> and make, make sure it doesn't come back. And I got to learn about that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it is, it is a fun business we're in <laughs> for sure. Um, so you had a, something you mentioned about there's ways that you earn recurring income month after month. What is that? How do you do that? Yeah. So some of my clients want me to come back, you know, on a regular basis. 
Uh, I've actually had a hard time selling monthly. I, I think just because I do such a good job of providing them with so many, yeah. you know, but so, I know some branding photographers will break it up, you know, like every month or every quarter, we're going to come do new photos. And I'm sure they probably just give them less, like you're going to get 30 photos or something per shoot. Um, well, I have different packages too, but, um, but most, you know, a lot of them hire me every year or twice a year uh, to just come back over and over again. So oh. I guess that's not necessarily recurring monthly income, but at this point in my business, I don't have to do a ton of marketing because I know a lot of businesses I've worked with before are going to hire me again. Right. How do you stay in touch with them so they remember you and are loyal? Yeah, well, I'm on social media. I, every around Thanksgiving, I bring gifts to my VIP clients, you know, the ones that uh, hire me over and over or mm -hmm. have spent a lot of money with me. And then, you know, just networking. I, Spokane's kind of a small city. Once you know a core group of business people, you're kind of connected. Yeah. You know, I tend to get a lot of referrals, people tagging me on social media. Um, some of my clients aren't even on social media. So that's been kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, just, you know, every once in a while, I'll shoot them an email, you know, if it's been a year, hey, you guys need more images or how's business going? Mm -hmm. And yeah, just try to keep in touch that way. Yeah. So. Well, and so one day, I, I don't, I can't remember if it was a box or a puffy bag that had a box in it. But I got this something lovely that had like pink everywhere. And <laughs> oh, it was from you as a thank you for being on my show mm -hmm. in your pink and and black is that your other yeah it's pink yeah and pink and black and white so and you know i've got these lovely little sticker post-its uh, now i can't oh, exactly yeah. remember and, and, but yeah, it, yeah but i remember that and i thought yeah. she is smart and i bet she sends that to her clients and yeah I love swag usually like on our first meeting or when we're just meeting to see if they want to hire me I'll bring them some of that stuff and then I do have an email I send out every week uh, I've been interviewing my past clients on a live like a Facebook ah. live and then I put that on my blog and then I send the blog out to my email list so that's for your so you interview your commercial clients yeah so my past branding clients I mm -hmm. bring them on it's a way for me to shout out about their business, you know, so awesome. they like to come on because they get to talk about their business. And then I'll usually ask them, you know, why did you hire me? How, you know, what results have you gotten from your images? So it's been a win-win for, um, for my clients. Wow. So, and you do that weekly. Yeah. Every week I've been doing it and actually I've had a few people hire me after we did the interview, you know, they're like, Oh, yeah. I need more photos. So that's been a really good, I actually learned that from Easton right. Reynolds in our Facebook group class. You know, he was like, interview your past clients. And I was like, duh, why am I yeah. not doing that? Yeah. <laughs> so it's been really great. So I've been pretty impressed with how you've taken Easton Reynolds Facebook group ideas and, and are just running with it. And if anybody wants to know uh, how to, launch and grow a Facebook group and why Easton Reynolds has a very excellent comprehensive course. Uh, I'm not sure if it's all recorded or if he's still doing some um, live coaching calls on that, but Tanya and I 
were in that and, you know, got to watch each other, cheer each other on. So <laughs> anyhow, he's awesome. Um, and you're awesome too, my dear. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of, was it Chip and Dale? That's like, oh no, after you, no, after you, no, after oh, you. Yeah. Cartoon, the little <laughs> squirrel card veins. Okay. So you have one other little, like the secret to extra service everyone wants that you can add to your arsenal. What is that? Yeah, so I've actually um, been doing some social media management. So if you feel confident with messaging in addition to photography, that's something actually my clients are willing to pay for monthly and something a lot of the small businesses need help with. But I, not everyone's suited to doing it, I what guess. Is the, what is messaging? Oh, well, like the writing part, right? For social media. So if you're good at writing captions and, you know, that part, which I'm just naturally good at that. And I've taken a lot of writing classes. Yeah. So um, that's been a good fit. Or you can partner with a social media management company and you do the photos, they do the other stuff. And I've also added video. So this can go, you know, this can go way beyond just photos if you have those mm. skills. Um, I actually hire a videographer to do the video and editing because I started doing it myself and oh. it's just not my, like, I'm glad I learned how to do it because now I can direct him better. I serve as the producer and director. He films and edits and it's just an extension of the photography. Often we do the photo shoot and video shoot on the same day because uh, we already planned stuff out. Um, I usually help them write a script. So you can really build onto your services if you have that marketing and branding background. Right. Or if you can hire somebody. Yeah. Hire someone. <laughs> because honestly, yeah. I think Tanya, most of us, we need to hire somebody to do it for our yeah. own businesses. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like the, is it Chupacabra? You're the, you're coming from that direction where you have all the, all the skills mm -hmm. that, you know, the graphics art and, and the writing and all of that, right. that most of us are like, ah, how do I get that done? You're coming right. in it with those, those extra goodies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Right. But, but we can hire no reason you can, can't hire someone to come join you. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just freelancers that I hire Yeah, uh, per job, you know, so that can work as well. If you are willing to let go of doing everything yourself, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, well, this was a great part two. And I think we, we got into a lot of things with a little bit different mm -hmm. twist and, um, but still like, I think this whole world of that people will pay good money mm -hmm. for excellent photographs of themselves right. to grow their businesses. And then that the $150 executive portrait session there's so much more beyond that and right. that my friend um stacy just opened my eyes to it back i don't know maybe it was gosh seven years ago something like oh, that well. maybe mm -hmm. more where she's That's like when i started my photography yeah she's like yeah my packages start at a thousand and include you know one clothing change with a white background and we do, and then the next one is 2000 and then I have a five and then, and 
I was like, oh my gosh, that's like this whole new potential that right. probably has been happening, but maybe in our, in the portraity world, we didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. And love the thing is you get paid up front. Like, I, I mean, I know yeah. in-person sales for the portrait sales, I think it's brilliant because you get people in, um, with a lower price and cause you know, for a family to just drop several thousand dollars up front, not knowing if they're going to like the pictures, uh, and stuff could, you know, could be scary. So, but on this end, it's more, it's more work to sell it up front instead right. of doing it on the other side. Right? right. So it's just a little bit different. And sometimes, you know, I've tried where I just charged a lower fee and then have them buy the images and they would drag their feet or, uh, you know, because I, I usually send them a gallery or I don't know, it just didn't work out as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't have a studio. So I'd have to go back to their business and um, it's just easier for me to sell it up front. And there's still yeah. an upsell opportunity, right? Especially right. if you have a package with a certain amount of photos and then they're like, oh, I want to buy some more. Uh -huh. So kind of a hybrid model. But I like that about it is, you know, we've just sold it. Now we can do the job. Right. And um, yeah. Yeah. And there are people who uh, do, do the hybrid of, oh, we just want one or two uh, portraits for our website or business card. Mm -hmm. And, but then you offer different backgrounds, clothing changes, and show them more and sell them as things that they'd want for themselves too. Right. I, I know yeah. one photographer she makes like stacks. I'm not sure if she's physically making five by sevens huh. or she, she has bundles, but she, she photographs way more than what they initially right. come in for. And then it's like two to $5,000 sales. Mm -hmm. So there is a place for speculation. Yes. absolutely. I like the idea in the commercial world of here's what I do. Here's what it costs. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then leaving a little window open for more Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And I do have like a starter package where they're getting like five photos. And a lot of times I'll have them come back a year later. Like it's an online business or, you know, personal brand, a coach or something. They mm -hmm. just need a cover for their podcast and a couple photos for their website as they're starting. And then a year later, they've made a lot of money and then they're ready for that. Got it. Session. So there is a lot of opportunity for repeat business, even though it's not, you know, pregnancy, baby you know, the wedding, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, with, you know, the potential in the family photography for sure. Yes. I have a, a lawyer client who I also do their family pictures every year. Mm -hmm. And every now and then he wants a whole new session. Um, he just started a nonprofit. Uh, so this year we, I went to his new warehouse and photographed him in the warehouse and at the desk and mm -hmm. different things in addition um, and yeah, I would have thought, um, what we already did is plenty to last him a long, long time, but, but he likes to change it up and yeah, that's and the best. <laughs> he always wants me to, um, do good retouching. So he kind of looks the same age, oh. <laughs> but that's, he loves to be photographed. It's one of those special clients where yeah, that's great. I did a whole photo album of just him, uh, wow. leather bound photo album of 
because if I get a subject and so Tanya and then I know it's fun to talk to you just like we're sitting around <laughs> having lunch together <laughs> I can't if I get a subject I cannot not take 100 200 plus photographs of them that's yeah, why me too, if it's someone fun to yeah well, even especially if they're not that fun, then I'm going to keep working to try to mm. get them to give right. me who they are. And mm. so I, I never had a regular, like I do executive portraits or headshots because a, I couldn't see where there was much income for the effort mm-hmm. that I can't help me, but make like, you know, if I had a set studio and I could put somebody in front of my camera for 15 minutes and and do some classic, I'll just say headshots, but, but it just isn't my style. I more is like, once I'm photographing something, somebody, I just, I'm having fun and I want to think about what else I can do. So this would definitely uh, scratch that itch for me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's really fun. So, and it's kind of been doing some of it already. If you wanted to move more into it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, what's funny too, is I've always really appreciated the fact that portrait photography creates these lifetime treasures for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And what I hadn't thought about, or now that I'm coaching photographers on how to have successful businesses, photographs of people also help their businesses. And I now have that passion for helping people have success. Mm-hmm. And so I can see how that could be more, um, more like have a higher value to me mm-hmm. in what I'm doing to create those executive portraits to help people, uh, you know, have the life that they're building. And truthfully, right. like I have, I've had a couple of portraits that were pl- classic, like the Peter, what's his name? No, um, Hurley style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's on my podcast. If you look at the, the my little icon, uh, it was somebody that had taken a week long class and bought all the stuff for Peter Hurley. And then was, so uh, there's been lasting value for that photograph in my life beyond that. It's a nice image for people to see mm-hmm. and feel like they kind of know me and like me and trust me or whatever. So anyway, right. yeah, just well, I like the point of, you know, what's driving you. If you're not passionate about helping businesses, it's probably not going to work well for you. Right. And that that's the whole reason why I started my business is because I wanted small businesses to look better in their marketing. So that really drives me and is exciting to me. And it's one reason I teach other photographers how to do it. Cause I'm just one photographer in Spokane. I can't help the rest of the people around the right. world with their business. Uh-huh. And then I also just launched a branding photographer's directory, um, just all oh. coming from that mission of wanting to help more businesses look good in their marketing. So that's all come from that. Right. I love that, that reminder yeah. that whatever we do, if it comes from that place of passion and what our, our values are, mm-hmm as opposed to, and and nothing wrong with somebody saying, I'm going to start a photography business to make money, Sure, Um, but I'm sure there's something underneath that, that is, is driving it um, Mm -hmm. beyond, beyond that. Cause 
I guess we could go rob banks and make money. Sell drugs. (laughs) Yeah, sell drugs. Lots of lots of things. Um, Yeah. So thank you. I think that's a nice thing to think about. Okay. So I have two questions for you. one is how to get in touch with you. And I know you wanted to invite people to your Facebook group. And so uh, what's the easiest way to connect with you? Yeah, so I am on Facebook as Tanya Goodall Smith, but probably the best way is to join that Facebook group and it's um, branding, uh, Rock Your Branding Photography Biz. And okay. then if you were interested in learning more about being a branding photographer, that course is at workstoryeducation.com forward slash photographers. And then there's information on there about that directory and all of that kind of stuff. And there's a link to my Facebook group on there too. So that's a good place to connect. And we do, I do share a lot of stuff for free in that Facebook group. So that's a good place to start. Awesome. So, yeah. And so, uh, what do you want to leave us with? That's the second question. Either something you wanted to specifically share, uh, you know, a, a tool or an idea or a tip, or just sort of your last thought. So what's, what's sure. your, what do you want to send us? Yeah. With? Well, in 2020, a lot of photographers struggled and, you know, didn't have any business. I actually had my best year ever. Mm. <laughs> so I would say, you know, if you're wanting to add to your income or pivot away from weddings, this is a great genre to explore. And the photographers I have been teaching, you know, if they do the work, they have instant success. I had mm-hmm. one tell me that she felt like it was a business in a box. Uh, she just, yeah. I had everything that you need to be successful from my, you know, 10 years of, of developing this business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I would just invite anyone who's interested to come check it out and consider it and really um, be excited about photography. You know, uh, it's been a hard year for some photographers, but if you stick it out, I totally believe you can keep going in your business as a photographer, uh, try something new and um, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's one of the things that I, I don't know if you look back on my shows from probably April last year, I did a like, I don't think I used the word pivot because didn't we get sick of that word pretty soon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from survive to thrive or something like mm-hmm. that. And what I was saying is that as this passes, you're somebody that what you just said, keep going, mm-hmm. uh, finds new things, reinvents yourself or polishes right. something up. Um, it's like we're creating muscles, like the whole selling on Zoom. Like mm-hmm. nobody ever did that before. Yeah. And for some people now, I think it'd be hard to sell multiple wall portraits on Zoom, but it it's another tool, marketing yeah. more right. in ways that I've like I've had to think as a coach, how can I help people in their marketing beyond like my ebook is about going out in the world. Right. But we can't do that. So now yeah. what? And right. so the, the moral of that story is as, as this, because I believe people are going to be like wanting portraits and have mm-hmm. extra money because yes. they weren't traveling, right. at least my ideal clients. Every time, like I've been through five or six recessions, when things came back sort of to normal, 
I was farther ahead mm-hmm. professionally, creatively, things had improved and there were people that dropped out. So mm-hmm. I was in a better position right. after. And I, so I just want people to stay the course. We're, you know, we're not completely out of the woods unless you're listening to this a couple of years later, right. <laughs> but uh, so many people have had great years and great sales and um, you know, one person opened her studio, uh, like last year in March. <laughs> right. And in, and she's had, she's probably going to have a million dollars in sales Wow. this year. And she opened, um, you know, I say her name all the time, so I'm not going to do that, but she's because <laughs> <laughs> she was a coaching client that started Absolutely. with the $200, uh, shoot and burn. Right. And built a pet portrait business. And like the day of the shutdown is like when they opened or the day before something like that. But Mm. she just kept going and she figured it out. And like, I don't know, she had $60,000 in sales last month or something and, and not cheap, not, you know, still with a high end approach. So just keep going. Yeah. Pet photography is another genre I've seen um, really take off. Yes. And not very many people are doing it. So you're in a good position. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so maybe even in all of this, think about what else you might want to do like wedding photographers. Holy cow. I think if I had been a wedding photographer, I would have wanted to work with you to figure Mm -hmm. out how the heck, at least until the weddings came back. And then maybe I'd realize, Oh, that's way too much work. And you, you, lose all your weekends. Let's just <laughs> stick yeah. with right. the branding. Anyway, I just always enjoy talking to you, Tanya. Oh, you I love talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to PPA in January? I actually just joined PPA last Yay. week for the first time ever. <gasps> so um, Chris Woolley convinced me. Oh, good. <laughs> so good. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't yes. really looked into everything it has to offer. So <laughs> you are Tanya. Where is it and when? I don't even know. It's in Washington, D.C. in January. And um, you will absolutely love it. And hopefully someday you'll speak at it. Well, that's kind of, yeah, what I'm working toward. Yeah. Um, I'm going to teach a PPW class next month on Zoom. So, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a New Jersey class next month. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, hopefully I'll see you there. Then we can just hang out. Yeah, that'll be awesome. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Thank you. So so stay tuned, everyone, for my wrap up. And um, we will send Tanya off with a great big hug. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, hon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) All right. I hope that that opened your eyes to um, another potential way to use your camera and your creativity and your personality and your ability to make things happen. That was a lot of words. Anyway, it's eye-opening that there are other areas like working in a in the commercial space, photographing people and creating uh, photographs they can use to market their own businesses. And she's, she's so smart, love talking to her. So um, just a reminder, I love to teach as well. So if you are a part of a group that um, 
has regular speakers or conventions. So state conventions and national conventions. And now with Zoom, there's a lot we can do worldwide. So I would love, love, love to have that opportunity virtually or in person to talk about how I sell three to seven wall portraits each and every time, or even how to photograph children or on actual um, dazzling natural light photography or marketing. So I have those. Anyway, I can do a whole day. I can do a couple of days, whatever you want. I think I'm babbling. <laughs> anyway, quick summary. Um, sh- her brand name is called Work Story because Branding photography to her is telling the story of somebody's business and what she does, what branding photography is in her definition is that she's creating a library of images, basically a digital asset that is like custom stock photography that they can use for whatever they're doing to promote their business. Sometimes there's behind the scenes, of course, there's portraits of the people in the business, the owners, maybe their process, like if it was a massage therapist, you might show someone getting a massage, as well as a photograph of the masseuse and of the space, the lavender lotion you use. I just made that up. Um, We talked about how with this kind of photography, a lot of pre-planning goes into it and that that is half the value of what you're offering them. Because people, just like with portrait photography, where I pre-plan what they wear and the location and the mood with branding photography, what I heard from her is that that is part of the service. She has a shot list. She helps get models if needed. She also suggested that we learn about licensing and Um, that there's different pricing models. You can do a creative fee and sell each image, but mostly she sells packages up front. And we talked about the full usage rights versus actual licensing. Um, She talked about how pivoting from being a wedding photographer to creating images for advertising, advertising, was nice because it's it's a Monday through Friday job for the most part. And wedding photographers are often great at branding because a lot of the skills transfer over. And let's see, she talked about how she stays in touch with her clients and gets a lot of repeat business. And then she includes some extra services such as writing or probably we didn't talk about this, but even if they need logo design or ad designs and things, she has resources that are part of her business. And her last tip was to just keep going that if this sounds like a fun idea, you might want to um, consider it as a, that word for 2020, which was pivot. <laughs> Um, but whatever you're going to do, just keep putting the work in, keep doing it, keep learning, keep growing. So thank you, Tanya, for a great conversation. And thank you everyone for listening once again, sending you a big hug too.
Bye for now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.